From the blue-green waters of Claytor Lake to the hiking trails of the NRV, AM HodgePodge is on the air. Here are your hosts, Keith Weldons and Mark Tapp. New River Valley. This is Mark Tapp with Keith Weltons, and you're listening to AM Hodgepodge. Yeah, good morning. I like it when we have a full house. Yeah, it makes it a lot more fun, mm-hmm. and I think it, it makes it better for the listener, too. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of stories today. A lot of laughs, I can tell. <sighs> I can tell. That's risky to throw that out no, there. No, no, I'm going to laugh a lot. Okay. <laughs> well, there's one. That's it, all right? Yeah. It's, it's going to be fun. Yeah, exactly right. So I have a question for you. Yeah. I was reading this article that came up, and you know, in the in the news feed, and it said uh, because I've been hitting weather, like what's the weather, like what's the weather is going to be like? Yeah, pretty much rain. Yeah, and it's and it said uh, top four things you have to do to your garden after substantial rain. Well, I'll tell you what the first one's going to be. What weed? That was number two. Yeah. Do you know? So, what's number one? What do you think number one was? So, so there's four big Um, items, Mister Master Gardener. Oh, four things. Well, Mm. probably. I mean, it would have been better to fertilize before, but Mm -hmm. you can definitely fertilize after. Mm -hmm. You're gonna have to pick stuff. You Mm -hmm. gotta pick all the fruit and and stuff like that. Tomatoes and uh, cucumbers, squash, all of that's going to grow so fast that you're going to mm-hmm. have to put trellises on it. Yeah, that was it. So you have to go ahead and because of the uh, quick growth, yeah, you know, being a uh, soft um, style plant that can grow so quick, is you need to go out and you need to get them up off the ground mm-hmm. because they'll start to either rot or you're going to get that sideways rotation and if you get that sideways growth then it doesn't get the proper amount of sun and then Airflow yeah and all that exactly yeah. right so that was number two that uh, was on the that was two of the four well i'm gonna be honest i can't remember one i'm of gonna them. be surprised <laughs> it's probably one that i said no it's just, uh, it's just i'm not. gonna be surprised if this is one of them but if you use pesticides you're gonna have to reapply pesticides no uh, or fungicides it was uh go out and remove all of the snails and slugs yeah I, is that have, true? Yeah, they are so uh, they're voracious eaters. Yeah, um, and, and I, I mean, I'm not kidding. I put uh, three cantaloupe plants mm-hmm. in, in a in a, uh, a raised bed, and I'm thinking, and this was three days ago. Yeah, I think maybe one will survive. Yeah, and it's all slugs. Yeah, I and that that I didn't get. Do you know what the best way to get rid of slugs is? Mm. Well, they say you should pour beer into a little container. And bingo, bingo. So this, uh, this, I just is, have a hard time parting with the beer. Yeah. So this, we're going to talk about. Do you remember what the? Do you know what the uh, uh, nursery or the the fruit and vegetable stand in Radford used to be called? Poor boys. Yeah. Yeah. And what's the one in Pulaski called? Uh, it's called Country Boy. Country boy. Yeah, okay. so we're going to talk about that here in just a minute. All right, everybody. That is Mark Tapp. I'm Keith Weltons. That'd be a, a good use for Bud Light. I'd killing snails. Now you're going somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely uh, welcome to AM Hodgepodge. Show for and about New River Valley. <clears throat> we'll throw in Mark's uh, 
habits as far as the garden every once in a while. Uh, we'll go ahead and bring in some guests. We do have some guests in the, uh, in the studio today. Our first segment, we do talk about sports, and we also talk about beer. And so kind of a quick segue in from your garden to the uh, beer that's in front of me. This is Country Boy um, uh, lager. And I, I don't have my glasses on, but I believe this beer is from Georgetown, Kentucky. And my affiliation with Georgetown, Kentucky is I did an RV trip sleep over there. First of all, it's gorgeous. Like the, the park is the, the RV park is mm-hmm. it's incredible. And there's everything a, in Kentucky. is gorgeous. Yeah. Well, so here Georgetown is, I don't know, maybe oof, Anywhere from 15 to an hour and 15 minutes from uh, uh, Lexington. Uh So it is like bluegrass country Mm -hmm. and horses and the fences and everything else. So you're at this really nice um, RV park. And all around you, you just see just this gorgeous scenery and all of the, the things. Yeah, that's also the park that the winds picked up in the middle of the night and all my kids got scared and went into the RV and I slept outside by myself. <laughs> was it fun? It was fun. It was probably the best night's sleep you got. No, it actually wasn't. I mean, when you <laughs> when, when you have a large tent and the people are the weight holding that thing down when yeah. they leave, all of a sudden it's an airfoil. Yeah, it's like just a, pulling me over. Like yeah. it's like How it's big like my wife constantly telling me to snoring and roll over except the wind was doing it for me. Was it one of those big tents that you have two rooms in and stuff no like that? and that's the other thing it was only like a four-person tent wow but you take three out yeah. those stakes pulled up and everything off yeah but that's my Philly, i don't know that's Dan, my uh, georgetown dan's Kentucky. in here he, he doesn't have a mic in front of him but if he wants to pull that over he can i, I i'm i'm a little skeptical here about which part there's a lot of guys out there on uh mount everest that for somehow they they managed to keep their tent staked in yeah those are called single person tents and i have one of those too some of those are bigger tents yeah they might be a one or a two person single person tent. i think it has to do with the way you stake the tent no i also didn't have all my stuff my gear in there because it was in the in the unit so i just was sleeping (laughs) okay what do you think dan uh i I want to see video no (laughs) my kids still talk about it all right so with that being said this is country boy lager Eh, it's okay it's it's uh it's left over it's left it's yeah but it's gonna get it's gonna get gone what we do have because dan brought that for us we've got that uh bigfoot ale i guess again yeah so we're drinking the 2016 version of the bigfoot uh barley wine style ale and um Uh, for those of you who haven't listened to this before, I think we've got the 2014 to the 2022. Yeah. We have a 2011 or 2010. Did we have, have them all yeah. the way back there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've drank the 17. We thought the 17 was the best. I think so. And did we drink the 14? I'm pretty sure we have. Yeah. So what's about this and 16? This one's a 16. I don't, I, I'm not having any of it, but go ahead. Dan, what do you think of this? I'm having to choke this other thing down. <laughs> <laughs> It's like uh, a lager is supposed to be easy to drink. Yeah, but on the back of my teeth, and this is no uh, disrespect to a beer, but this particular one on the back of my teeth, mm-hmm. it's a little like um, you know that yellow mouthwash that when you were a kid, Listerine. No, the yellow one when when you would well, go. That was the yellow one. No, 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 no. It was like really, really strong. Had no flavoring in it. That's Listerine. 
<laughs> is it? Yeah. Well, that one, that's what this is like. That was a, a li- it's a little well, bit like. Now, yeah. Listerine a, was the original medicinal. Okay. Well, that's a little like yeah. what this is like on the back of my teeth. Medicine-y. Yeah. I can feel it. So have you gargled with it? No. All right. No. That might work. Mm-mm. No, no, on this particular beer. Uh, and, uh, well, so I'll well, just tell you. What it does say is it is hard to make a good beer. And actually, I would, I, would, I, would, I would speculate. I haven't, I've never made a lager. Mm-hmm. I would speculate that a good lager is harder to make than anything else. So this one, they're, they're uh, uh, also calling 100 calorie. So they're trying to make that mm-hmm. yeah it's a light beer yeah well and they just made it low low calorie by knocking the f- alcohol level to 4.2 which is where you get that magic point which is why you get the bud lights are at 4.2 and the mick ultras i think are four 4.1 something like that very 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 low natural lights and stuff like that tend to be right at four um uh, on that level so uh there's a little bit of um yeah so that, that kind of leads so i'm assuming your barley stories yeah give me your barley it's good oh yeah that's right dan what do you think yeah it's excellent i like the 2017 better yeah okay all right yeah. this one has uh it's just more bitter yeah than the last one we had yeah and I'm usually okay with bitterness, but, with but it doesn't have the maltiness to go with the bitterness. Right. Yeah. It's not, it's not, the flavor profile isn't deep. That 2017 yeah, yeah. seemed to be like perfectly balanced. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was a scary beer because it was that good. Right. Yeah. 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 So you've heard of uh, shrinkflation, right? Yeah. Can you explain to everybody what that is? Yeah, it's where everybody steals everything off of the shelves and then therefore the retailer has less to sell. I don't think that's it. Shrinklation is when the containers that the food are put in. Oh well, what's it called smaller. when the retailer is losing that's all of them? Called theft. Well, I think they're calling that shrinkflation too. That's right. it's shrinkage as well. Shrinkage. shrinkage. <laughs> that's inventory. Shrinkage. Yeah, that's what that's, they're calling that's shrinkage. That's product. Shrinkage. That's right. They're calling shrinkage. All the inventory is gone. Yeah. So so uh, therefore you have to charge more for the next the concept time. that. For the same amount of dollars, we get a smaller amount of goods. Yeah, that's right. That's where they take a 10-ounce candy bar and make it eight. Yeah. And then in good times, the it says 15% more, and it goes back to 10. Yeah. Or 20% more, and it goes back to 10. So there's a new concept called drinkflation. Okay. And this is coming from legislation in the U.K., where – so uh, Is this the 11.2 people, thing again? No. Okay. Most people know about Brexit. Yeah. Uh, most people know about what's going on in Ukraine mm-hmm. and just general supply chain issues. And, and I know you, Keith, uh, being a brewer, you know about sort of the, the difficulties of supply and, yeah. and the cost of goods yep. sold and that sort of thing. Well, um, the U.K. is scrambling to try to generate more revenue. Mm-hmm. And as a result, they are charging a tax uh, and that tax goes up per unit of alcohol in the drink. Okay. So the brewers are going to brew the same beer, right? So you mm-hmm. might get your Boddingtons, mm-hmm. but instead of a five percent alcohol by volume, mm-hmm. it's going to be four point seven. Okay. And as a result, the brewers should be able to save about $211 million a year Yummy. in taxes. 
Yeah. The other thing that is international, uh, so that probably won't affect You're tying the into something States that I'm going to talk about, too. Okay, good. The other thing that Conspiracy. is international is um, uh, Ireland is um, imposing a requirement on all brewers that they put a cancer warning mm. on their beers in bright red lettering, mm-hmm. and they put the image of I'm, – I'm really curious to see what this looks like – the image of a pregnant woman with an X – across it mm. to let everybody know you're not supposed to drink beer when you're pregnant mm-hmm. and um interestingly maybe this isn't a surprise it's just interesting to see how things work um there are numerous countries uh in the world trade organization that are boycotting this so they're saying do not do this it's going to put undue stress on brewers mm-hmm. So, you know, kind of lets you know that the, they're not that interested in your well-being, but they are interested in the profits of big breweries. Oh, are we ready? Can we? I think we can move into whatever. Oh, you got. yeah, because you're hitting on so many things. You ready? All right. Uh, <laughs> or is that a cue? Ah, I'm Am ready. I, like, all right. Let's, let's, ready. let's, let's do, do this thing again. Ball over beer. All right. So, uh. You kind of hit on something there as far as the taxation and everything else. Yeah. So you asked me if I was familiar with the term. Are you familiar with the term beer washing? I'm not. Okay. So the term beer washing is the movement to remove beer and alcohol from all sporting events. I was hoping it had more to do with uh, bathing no, uh, in no, beer. No, it's a movement in order to remove beer and alcohol from all sporting events. Important is uh, the concern today by those that are looking to do it is that there's currently $760 million a year in sponsorships to sports from the brewing industry alone. Okay. $760 million spent on sponsorships. So the suggestion is that that $760 million in sponsorships could, in fact, be used better mm-hmm. than sponsoring sports. Okay. So you've got beer companies saying uh, through shareholders and other places, you're better off to spend that $760 million to enact social change. So that... Uh, individuals or groups that are looking to do that, the number one player in that entire space happens to be the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, which beer is illegal. Right. And so they started with the World Cup, and this is kind of where the term kind of came from. Since the World Cup, they have done two different things. The first thing they did was they created their own golf league in which beer was illegal. And then they paid their athletes the most money. And now they've owned uh, the PGA, mm-hmm. about the PGA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a movement to now ban beer from those PGA events. The second is a large investment firm, uh, which there's lots of them. Yeah. But they're now looking to push the ad dollars uh, towards other things besides sporting events. Now, why is that important? That's important because we talked about last time about how much revenue 
the in the U.S. Mm-hmm. is generated from the ad dollars that these beer companies spend and how much they get off of the alcohol sales and, and what it does. So for per baseball team, if people didn't listen to it last week, it's about two players per year and then Major League Baseballs are supported by just the sell of beer alone right. at the ballparks. So if you can cut that out, it leaves a gaping hole in their budgets. And if there's a gaping hole in the budgets, it allows those valuations to drop which allows other groups to come in and buy them. And so my big thing would tell people is that keep an eye on the framework out there. And by the way, there's your buzzer. Nice. $104 million contract was just signed per year for a midfielder that you've never heard of to play in Saudi Arabia. $104 million yeah. per year. Do you know how many games he's going to play a year? I don't. 22. <laughs> well. Get it if you can get it. That's what I'll tell you. Right? Yeah. All right. So with that being said, why don't we go ahead and take a break. And uh, when we come back, we'll go ahead and bring in our guests. Stick with us. You're listening to AM Hodgepodge. Splish, splash, I was taking a bath. Long about a Saturday night. Yeah. Just 